Okay, so in your bulletin today was a message from Brother Jim, and that all kind of went out the window yesterday, so I'm going to have you disregard that. Um, today the message is going to be titled, Stepping Out on Faith. And I'm going to be reading out of Christen, Christian Standard Bible, which is my study Bible, so it might be just slightly different from whatever Bible you have in the pew with you, but I can assure you it's the same words from God. Um, our scripture today that we're going to be reading is coming out of Judges. It's chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. And I know if you were with me a few weeks ago when I covered on a Wednesday evening, you're going to say, Nicole, we already covered that. We, we were here for your sermon on that. Um, but we covered that from the point of looking at Deborah and what Deborah did in this. So today I'm going to be covering um, the struggle between Barak and God in this section of scripture. So bear with me here. To get to the scripture in the sermon today, I'd like to recap a little bit of where we're at in the Bible. The text is coming from Judges 4, 1 through 9, and the book of Judges covers a time period in the promised land when the people of Israel have become comfortable with where they're at. They start to get complacent um, with their faith. You know, Judges 17, 6 said, everyone did what seemed right to them, which is a problem. And it caused countless issues for the people of Israel during that time when everyone just decided what was right or wrong. The book of Judges is about cycles of disobedience, discipline, repentance, and deliverance <clears throat> over and over again. And chapter 4 is no different. In that chapter, Judges finds the Israelites at the beginning of another one of those cycles. So we're going to read chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud had died. So the Lord set, sold them to King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Herosheth of the nations. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord because Jabin had 900 iron chariots and harshly oppressed them 20 years. Deborah, a prophetess and the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to settle disputes. She summoned Barak, son of Abinoman, or yeah, Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you? Go, deploy the troops on Mount Tabor, and take with you 10,000 men from the Naphtalites and Zebulonites. Then I will lure Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, his chariots and his infantry, at the Wadi Kishon to fight against you, and I will hand him over to you. But Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I will gladly go with you, she said, but you will receive no honor on the road you are about to take, because the Lord will sell Sisera to a woman 
So Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kadesh. Today we're going to talk about stepping out on faith. And there are three main points that I'd like to make from this passage of text that we read that you will hopefully be able to apply to some aspect of your life that God has been pushing on you. The first point is that God uses unlikely people. It's important to notice here that Barak was a relatively unknown character in the Bible up to this point. He could have been a fisherman or a farmer. Nothing was mentioned. He's clearly nothing special. Most importantly to remember here, because Israel has been oppressed to this point for almost 20 years, I think it's fair to say that he was not a trained soldier. But God was asking him to take up an army and go and fight against another well-trained army. This is important to note because you don't need extraordinary resources or gifts to be used by the Lord. You just need to be faithful with what the Lord has given you. In fact, I wholeheartedly believe that God oftentimes will call the most unlikely person among us for certain jobs just for that reason. Just like me, had he called the most charismatic, most self-assured, most well-spoken person to stand up here in this pulpit and fill in as a lay leader, how easy would it be to give the praise to that person for doing such a fantastic job? Instead of rightfully giving praise to God where it belongs. Now, I'm not jumping the gun and saying I'm doing a fantastic job here. I know if Jim's watching wherever he's at, he can lower his blood pressure. His job is safe for now. Um, but at the end of the day, I know that my boldness and my confidence in the words that I'm saying are not coming from me. By being the most unlikely person to answer this call, all praise goes to God at this point. The second point I'd like to make is that God will often call you to step out on faith and attempt the unexpected. I'm sure that Barak felt this. If you look at verse 6, Deborah summoned Barak. Barak didn't seek out Deborah for counsel. She summoned him. When Barak came to Deborah, she said to him, Hasn't the Lord God of Israel commanded you? Do you see that? The Lord had already given Barak the command, and he failed to act on it. We don't know how long he'd been sitting on this command. It could have been days. It could have been months or even years. Israel had, after all, already been in the hands of King Jabin for 20 years by this point. Why did he hesitate? Most likely, I believe it was out of fear. Fear holds most of us back from stepping into our calling in Christ. When God started moving in my life and I felt the call to step into this lay leader role, I sat on it for a good six months. I gotta tell you, I didn't even speak the words out loud to anybody, not even my closest friends down in my Sunday school class, out of fear that it would become a reality. Um, during this time, I did a lot of praying. We actually had a very sick dog during this time, and it became my job to take him out on walks, the last walk of the night about midnight. 
And during that quiet time, I would talk to God or more than likely argue and debate God on this issue um, that he needed to provide someone else to fill this role Jim had been asking for for quite a while. There was someone more fitting. But God had already provided. Too often times, as Christians, we pray over something and then we stand back and we wait for God to act. When he's actually waiting on us to step up and fill the role that he's called us to take. People of Roxford, it's time to step up, step out, and show a little faith. The final point that I'd like to make today is that we fail to, when we fail to heed God's calling, we miss out on our blessings. In verse 8, Barak agrees to go, but only if Deborah will go with him. Deborah states she will go, but he will receive no honor, as the Lord will find someone else to do the job and answer his call. In other words, Barak is going to miss out on a blessing because he balked at God's command. Make no mistake, if God calls you to take care of a task, and you make no movement towards answering that call, you're choosing passivity at that point. And now I've lost my place. Um, God will find someone else at that point. But when you jump all in to your calling, the blessings that follow will be immeasurable. It is important to remember that what God is calling in my life is going to be completely different from what he's calling in your life. We can't all be called to do the same thing. And in your eyes, maybe it's not something big that he's calling you to do. Maybe he's calling you to step out and volunteer in the nursery. Not something big in your eyes, but because you've chosen to do that, a family outside decides to come and they're able to hear Jesus for the first time because their kids can go to the nursery. Maybe God's calling you to start a card ministry. It's not a big deal to you, but because you're sending a card, somebody that's been all alone now doesn't feel so isolated. The call that God has on your life doesn't have to be a huge life-changing event. If you're waiting to walk outside and see the burning bush to point you in the direction you're supposed to go, it's probably not going to happen. I'm not saying God's not in the miracle working business and you're not going to see a burning bush out there, but that's not the way it works all the time. But I believe everybody sitting here today that can hear my voice has a calling that God is telling them they're supposed to be doing right now. Amen. And it is more critical than ever for us to step out on faith and answer that call and be kingdom builders today. So as I begin to close, I know I'm a little shorter than Brother Jim typically is, but um, I'm going to go ahead and ask our praise team to head on back forward, and we're going to have our closing hymn. I want to pose this question to you today. Has the Lord not already commanded you, Roxford? Have you been sitting on a prophetic word from God and you've not known what to do with it? Have you been frozen in fear and you're wondering what you should do? If God has called you, 
He will be faithful to complete what he has started. But you've got to be willing to step out on faith. You've got to be willing to take that first step. You've got to pray on it, pray over it. And I want you to know that as we sing our final song today, that the altar is open and you're welcome to come forward for that.